0: Hey there and welcome to another edition of Skyline Wealth Strategies. Walter Storholt here with you today alongside the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkman, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. You can find us by going online to skylinewealth.com. Guys, how are you holding up through all this coronavirus fallout and uh, everything that's been going on lately? Are you
1: finally getting a little bit of life back to normal oh man never been better i don't even know if i want normal back uh, yeah. it's been completely and totally different but we're just we're rocking along you know we're yeah, uh, hanging in there all the stuff that i normally do sitting two feet across from me and now i do staring you know staring at a, a macbook pro webcam you know, <laughs> and uh, uh you know just conducting business it's it's kind of weird it's a double-edged sword i've got more clients are willing to since especially since they're already home uh, yeah. you know spend an hour or two On their couch staring at a computer talking to me when they don't have to take off work and drive down and and Mm. sit here so that's cool we're twice as busy but now i'm trying to you know encourage people okay let's let's make a decision here i don't want to you don't need 15 of these just because you have nothing better to do than sit on the couch (laughs) (laughs) it it, it goes back and forth either way we're busy um, we're still conducting business. We've officially moved back into the office. Um, yeah, we're and, here. Come see us. Yeah, we're just, we're just rocking along, man. That's pretty yeah. cool.
0: I, I think the big question is because I know you guys have been doing a lot more webinars and video chats, and you know, and I used to host uh, television stuff uh, back when I did some sports reporting and news anchoring and that sort of thing. I was notorious in the newsroom for you know because you're sitting behind the desk. I'd come straight from uh, this was in in college, especially. I'd come straight from the gym a couple of times, and so I'd just have my gym shorts on underneath sweaty gym shorts and just throw. <laughs> throw the suit jacket on top. Although now I look back at some of those past videos and go, what in the world were they doing me uh, on the air with that hair? My hair was... <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay. All so over the place. The yeah. question everybody wants to know, are you wearing pants in the videos? Oh, in the video no. Show? <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you knew me a little better, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even be asking that question.
0: <laughs> I think everybody can identify uh, with that as we've all adjusted to a little bit of that work from home life. It's uh, it's come with a lot of comedy to kind of break up the seriousness of this whole thing, which has you been... You have to. It's
1: been welcome. And there's been a couple of it took me i don't know probably the first week before i completely and totally figured out you know the end meeting button and the stop recording <laughs> button and the, the mute button yeah. <laughs> it's always that
0: awkward 15 seconds after you yes. say goodbye where you're like okay yeah. i still see you and yeah. i know you can still hear me and
1: <laughs> or or i'm trying you know i'm trying to record something and then here come the landscapers and then it's like yeah the, the, the blowers and the, the leaf eaters blowers and the, the weed eater <laughs> ring, ring. <laughs> all around the house and then I'll be right in the middle recording something and you know the maid show up on Thursday instead of Friday and they just come banging in opening the door (laughs) my home office is right next to the front door so they come dragging in you know vacuum cleaners and a little rolling thing for the mop thing. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of recording, something. I've been doing this for 45 minutes. i got to start over. So there's there have been some challenges, but it's been fun. It's kept it light.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you have any questions as we go throughout today's show, don't hesitate to reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. You can do that by calling 512-952-5555. Again, that's 512-952-5555. And we're always online at Wealth. Com. Well, to start off today's show, guys, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what we've seen this coronavirus pandemic do to people and their confidence and their decision making. I think one thing that's come out of this is that people are getting frozen in their tracks when it comes specifically to financial planning. I'm sure you guys are seeing a little bit of this right now because there's so much uncertainty in the air. It can be really easy to use that uncertainty as an excuse to kind of become Paralyzed a little bit, and I'm curious what would be your advice to people who maybe are using certain excuses for delaying or uh, choosing not to act when it comes to their financial planning right now. Before we get into specific examples, are are you guys seeing this indeed on on the ground there in Austin?
1: No, not really. I mean, we 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 worried about that, Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think people are being realistic, and uh, you know, the fact that there's a virus running around, the fact that we're experiencing something that's unprecedented you know, it doesn't change the fact that they're approaching retirement and they need to figure out what they're going to do about it. If anything, it makes it more relevant at this Mm -hmm. point, you know, especially if you're relying on a market-based portfolio and the old, you know, the spin down, as we talked about a million times, um, you know, your portfolio took a little bit of a hit and it's like, all right, do you want to, you want to ride it out and wait until you've spent a significant uh, amount of it that there's less to come back on? Or you want to go ahead and actually put together a plan. So we're, we're seeing a lot of responses and people are embracing the system that we put forward and, and you know things have been really good it's 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 great to be able to help people out when they come in scared and then they realize that they don't have to be
2: right right i think if anything we've seen kind of the increase in demand just for for help people look into you know no am i going to be okay now that now that this has occurred um and, and maybe putting a plan together um when they realize they didn't have one when they watch their accounts kind of fall yeah, there a little right, bit exactly. you know but yeah, like Jess was saying, we've really uh, seen people kind of embrace this challenge, if you will, for, for personal finance and, and uh, you know, kind of rethink the way that they were maybe approaching their retirement planning and, and kind of adopt some of our strategies, which is very heartening and, and of course, exciting for us uh, to help people implement those and, and, you know, set up successful retirements. That's what we're here to do. And, um, you know, for us, um, really, this, this environment allowed us to kind of have a great example to showcase, you know, the, the reason why you, you do things a certain way, uh, maybe not a different way. If you're wanting, um, you know, sort of this safe, secure retirement
1: that, that a lot of our clients really are after. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, it's hard to reeducate people and it sounds horrible to say, cause that's, that's got a negative connotation from other parts of history. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, everybody's, everybody is always stuck in the same mindset when they get here and that's a spin down. I've got mm-hmm. a nest egg, it's invested and I'm going to spin it down. And my grandfather told me as long as I don't spend more than 4%, it'll last forever. Um, there's all these myths or things that maybe had some degree of accuracy at some Man. point that just aren't there. And I try to tell people, you know, this, this incredible run it's not going to last forever. I'm not saying it's going to crash. But at some point, the market cracks. I mean, it just, it's just the secular market trends. I mean, there's, it's, it's been happening since the, end, the the inception of the stock market. And, you know, prior to this, we had, you know, our normal clients that come in, they sign up, and then we had the normal amount of people going, well, sounds pretty good, but I think I'm going to wait a while. Mark's still going good. I'm still making money. I'm like, okay, it can change overnight. Mm-hmm. And boom, it changed overnight. So a lot of those people have come running back going, uh, can you still help me?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, the reality has hit for them. Um, they realize that, you know, they were probably a little bit overexposed and, and perhaps maybe a little bit out over their skis a bit in terms of uh, where the market maybe should be. And now that we hit, you know, obviously a, a major correction there. we're seeing to come back up too right now, but it really kind of, you know, made them reconsider, well, it's time to, to do something different. Let me go ahead and, and take the gains off the table um, and, and put these to use and building a, a solid, you know, retirement foundation for myself. And, you know, instead of continuing to play the game and, and, and take the risk, people are, are really reconsidering their, their risk allocation right now. And, and I think that's appropriate anytime, but certainly now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. It's um, it's good that they're talking to you and seeking out that advice. Probably yeah. just an illustration of the fact that you know we've talked about before, even before the coronavirus, how you guys try and meet people. On many different levels, uh, you had dinner and discussion seminars all the time. You can meet directly in the office, one on one, if people don't want to, you know, sit with their peers and and you know go through and have dinner and you know I don't know who wouldn't want dinner, but um, mm-hmm. but you know for folks who just want to kind of fast track and go ahead and meet with you one on one. And now you've adapted to having webinars, so people can learn online from the comfort of their own home. You've got uh, you know you're, we're seeing you now on television. We've got you here on the radio. You can listen to the show on the website on SkylineWealth.com. You're everywhere and helping people in all these different facets and different ways, and I think that adaptation has been nice, and that's probably why people that you're interacting with aren't becoming paralyzed because they're getting not re-educated, as uh, Jess was talking about, (laughs) but they're getting great education that's preventing them from making some of these big mistakes like
1: getting paralyzed from making a decision. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and you know, we've also seen an influx of phone calls from existing clients, mm-hmm. just you know, literally just calling, saying, "Thank goodness, we listened to you." You know, this isn't this yeah. this this isn't impacting us, right? We, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I told you it wouldn't. And they're like, "Oh, that's great." Look, you looking know, for awesome. some
2: support and yeah. verification, but you know, that's that that's a great point, Jess. All the conversations we're having with existing clients are, are positive in terms of, you know, we've got that secure foundation in retirement. Uh, there, we're not we're not worried about this market drop, meaning we can't go buy groceries next month, you know, it's not, a, right. or even take a vacation, right? Not that anybody wants to yeah. really go, go anywhere right you could now, if you want to you could, you, to, you, could. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's exciting. And, and and again, heartening for us and and kind of telling us we're doing the right thing ultimately. And, and that's, that's what we're here to do. So if you're in that position looking for a little bit of help we're certainly here for you, as Walter was pointing out, um, you, you can see us really anywhere, but. Um, the, the the best place to find us is, is our website and, and, and watch a webinar that we have out there and then come to the office, uh, whether you're physically present or
1: virtually present and, and meet with us. And- yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of opportunities now. Yeah. So you can very easily go to the website and just click on the register for webinar or you can watch Good Morning America and you can see my face on there three times a day <laughs> telling you to go to the website and register for webinar. Or you can call us um, at the office here and we can get you set up. Or you can respond to any of the numerous, you know, email campaigns or Facebook campaigns that are going out, um, inviting people. So we're, we're all over the place. Um, so if you have any desire to sit down with me for half hour or so and uh, let's talk about where you are and what we can do for you, just reach out to us and set up an appointment and we're good to go.
0: All you have to do is go to skylinewealth.com. That is skylinewealth.com. When you go to the website, you're going to see probably a pop-up that will ask you about the webinar. You can also see up in the menu uh, the word webinar where you can click on. Uh, read about some of the things that you're going to learn in the webinar, and I'll give you a preview of that right now. You're going to learn about how the coronavirus will affect your retirement plan, uh, some of the proactive strategies that you can take to survive market volatility, like what we're going through right now, how you can create supplemental income so that you can not outlive that income for inflationary times, unexpected medical expenses, or maybe uh, an enhanced lifestyle, how you can help accomplish all of those goals, plus much, much more, all included and discussed in the webinar. If you want to check it out again, you just go to skylinewealth.com. That is skylinewealth.com and look for the webinar button and sign up to take that webinar and uh, consume it, watch it, enjoy it, and learn a little bit along the way as well. skylinewealth.com. And as always, the number that you can call or text to ask some questions to Jess and Jonathan and talk about uh, going over a complimentary review of your financial plan and uh, getting into a little bit more detail there as well is 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Much more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Skyline Wealth Strategies. More in a moment this is the skyline wealth strategies radio show i'm walter storholt joined as always by jess hamill and jonathan berkland and the great team at skyline wealth strategies you can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com guys almost everybody likes the idea of a healthy bank account who wouldn't Uh, but i'm curious what are some of the possible uses of cash that make it a good idea to have a sufficient amount on hand. Today, I want to talk a little bit more about the Benjamins and how cash plays a role, not only in our daily lives, but also financial and retirement as
1: well. Why would somebody keep a really good amount
0: of cash on hand, especially as they enter into retirement?
1: Now, when you say cash, and I'm not being silly, you mean cash like money in savings account? Can cash Are you talking about like, you know, $100,000 in $100 bills stuck in your closet? Tomorrow? Easily accessible Funds. Either
2: Either way, I guess. I yeah. guess either way. Okay. Either one,
1: yes. As far as being in the real world, um, we've talked about it before on other um, episodes. If you're nearing that retirement year, that might be something good to spend down the first year or two uh, to keep you in the lower tax bracket so you're not generating income so you can do Roth conversions. Yeah, yeah. And I still think, you know, I mean, I think if you don't have, if you are... In the six-figure and above income bracket, and have been for quite some time. If you don't have a hundred grand, a nine millimeter, and a passport in a in a briefcase somewhere in your house, then something's wrong. You're not ready. You're not ready.
2: Well, yeah, I think the 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 benchmark is is kind of six to twelve months of of expenses in cash on hand. Most people choose to keep that in the bank, but if you're like Jess, I guess you could have it literally cash on hand. But that's that's kind I, of I've, I've know, got
0: a hundred thousand dollars in seeds. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that, that's the general that's the general guideline to, to kind of have on hand, just as kind of your your emergency liquidity bucket. You know, lots of income streams in retirement aren't necessarily liquid, right? Social security, you get a certain amount each month, but you can't go ask them for an advance, right? Right. Um, so, s- yeah, same thing. Maybe year's worth now. Same <laughs> thing with your pension and, and other places too. And 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 sometimes you have longer term investments, whether it's in the market or elsewhere, that maybe you don't want to touch when you get that repair bill or. You want to take that vacation or whatever so it's nice to just have some cash on hand one for a basic emergency fund but two just to, as a source of liquidity in your life you know and then you can replenish that bucket um in a method and time span that, that you choose that, that makes the most sense so it's just a nice liquidity buffer
1: And the in times have changed too i mean there's always i've had a lot of people come in with quite a bit of cash in the bank, you know, yeah. sitting on eight or $900,000 cash just sitting in a savings account. And I'm like, I'm like you know, there's probably something we could do a little better with that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, C- can um, you have too much cash on hand? Is that an example of that? Well,
1: it? Well, it, it depends on the rest of your portfolio. So yes and no, but at, these days with what you're getting in the bank, you know, we call it point nothing, the interest rate that you're getting in the bank versus what we can get with an equal level of safety somewhere else isn't that far off if you want to stay liquid. So, I mean, there's going to be a give and take for everything. So I think having a million dollars cash sitting in the bank, is that excessive? Well, not if I've got $20 million sitting in a retirement account and investments (laughs) elsewhere, right? Um, But if I got a million dollars in the bank and $300,000 in a traditional IRA, then yeah, you're probably a little heavy on cash. A little heavy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has their own risk tolerance, but you know, we, we like to generally see your money working for you the best that it can. So, I would, I would say that you know more than six to 12 months is worth a conversation. Not saying it's wrong, but let's talk about it. Talk about the reasons why you want to have that much cash on hand and make sure that that's what's suitable for you and your situation and you're not doing yourself a disservice.
1: Exactly, and that's the better answer. Jonathan's answer is, is way more uh, accurate. Don't base it on a number. Base it on... a a length of of time of expenses yeah yeah so whatever whatever it costs you to be for a year for me i like a year six months a little bit short sure sure. whatever it costs you to, to do your thing for a year set that back so if something goes terribly wrong you got a year to figure it out
0: yeah that's a good idea and i guess guys another question along these lines would be going back to the beginning how do we get there in the first place where somebody's got more cash sitting around than they should is it just fear of the market that typically leads people to to being overvalued there
1: some of that but but I, when we see that what we typically see is somebody that's making a really good income. All they do is work, they live a very conservative life and their paychecks just have been adding up and adding up and adding up and all of a sudden they look up one day and like, man, that's a lot of cash. I wonder what you have to do with it.
2: Yep, yep. That or or inheritance, right?
1: Somebody yeah, passes away
2: and you know, in the moment you're not worried about what you're inheriting. You're worried about taking care of you know emotionally, taking care of yourself, the rest of your family, that sort of thing and uh, and over time you can just find yourself sitting on on a pile that you inherited and and you haven't done anything with it. So um, at some point in time, in either of those scenarios, you kind of want to hit reset and and take stock of the situation. But it can happen. Um, It's a nice problem to have in in many ways, right? Uh, But it does need to be addressed um, just to determine if if that really is the best place for it all to sit or if we can get it working in in a better way.
1: So another another downfall of that, which really kind of flies on the face of the main reason that we said it was accumulating in the first place, but People get a comfort level. You, know, you got 500 grand sitting in your savings account and you see something you want for a couple grand. Sure, why not? I mean, I got half a million dollars sitting here. It doesn't seem like right, that big right. of a deal. So if you would have let down to 50 grand in the bank and put the other 450 somewhere else, you're probably less you know, inclined to go buy a, a $3,000 MacBook just because you happen to walk by the go. Apple store, you know, or, or a, a, a used motorcycle that seems like a really good deal, You know, why not? The less access you have to immediately liquid cash, the better you are, if you're not a, a disciplined, controllable person.
2: That's a really good point. Um, I'll go back to you know six to twelve months on hand. How, how do you get there? Um, and is it is it truly important to get there? We have a lot of clients that come in and they don't have that much on hand, right? We come in and I've got half a million million dollars sitting in my IRA. How much do you have in cash? Nothing. Yeah, five grand. Yeah. Hundred bucks, you know. It's like, whoa, what, what happened here? How do we not have any cash on hand? So, if you're out there in retirement or prior to retirement, you're still working and contributing to your four hundred one k's and IRAs. Take stock of your cash situation and do yourself a service. Make sure you have that six to twelve months on hand. It serves you well at any point in life, certainly in retirement, but leading up to it, that's your best opportunity to get that cash on hand. So, if you don't have that built up by retirement. Now we have to figure out how to make that happen, right? Um, and that can be more difficult than simply saving uh, out of earnings, right? Because retirement is is permanent unemployment, so earnings sort of disappear. Yeah, right. <laughs> it gets a little bit more difficult.
1: And what we've also seen in some of those scenarios, and we're going the opposite of too much cash on hand is right. when somebody comes in with a, a million dollars in their IRA and, and literally, you know, two or three thousand dollars in the bank. Yeah. Everyone, how did you? There's limits on how much you can contribute to your IRA. How did you even get to this point? Yeah. And what they're doing it's, it's people that are Living fairly conservatively, and they're not making a ton of money, and they literally put every penny that they can into their 401k. So they take whatever their paycheck is, they back out what it costs them on a monthly budget to live, and everything else goes into the 401k.
2: 401k IRA, yeah, 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 it's, it's
1: so they're they're not trying to save up anything in savings because they're feeling good because they've got it for down the road. Then they retire at 55 and they can't, they can't access it for four or five more years you without the, paying a penalty on top of it. They got right. no money to fall back on. They're I my office going, I don't understand, I'm a millionaire. What happened? I'm, uh, we got a problem there. It's a rude awakening, yeah. Yep. Yep. So definitely, cash on hand is key. You can, you can definitely have too much,
2: you can definitely have too little, but it comes back to your specific situation, what you're trying to accomplish from a, a risk and investment standpoint. But it's certainly worth taking a look at one way or the other, making sure you have uh, the right amount for your particular situation. That's what we try to do here on a regular basis, along with a variety of other uh, investment planning. So if anything we've said here today uh, really hits home with you, makes you stop and think, I really encourage you to to reach out to your local wealth management team here. Um, We're here in Austin, just like all of you. Or um, Austin and the surrounding areas, and we're all in this together. And we, we certainly realize that we're going through the same uh, trials and struggles as as everyone here. And we really feel it's important to support everyone in this community and make sure that everybody has has a plan. Um, lots of people's retirement plans definitely have changed for the worse, unfortunately, because of this. And we want to put a stop to that and, and try to turn that back around the other direction and put something together. That's going to be successful for you now, as well as give you success in the long term after all this passes. So I encourage you to reach out to us. We're obviously not doing seminars right now, but we are doing calls and video conferences where we can have the conversation and get you on the right tracks. So reach out today. Just schedule a 30-minute call with us where we can go over everything from income planning, tax planning, get to learn more about you, your situation, talk about all of your concerns and goals for retirement and see if we're the right fit. And if so, we can move forward and put that plan together to provide you that long-term success that you're looking for. So please reach out today.
0: It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512 952 that puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. At skylinewealth.com.
3: Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. Don't wait for turmoil to hit.
0: In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555 or online at skylinewealth.com. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show, guys. Today's a fun question. What was your first pet? Tell us about it.
2: Uh, I have to thank my grandmother for for the first pet. She's a, an avid garage sailor and uh, found this lovely, completely beat up old hamster cage. And and so for the summer, we stayed with my grandparents. And we went over there one day, and and they had the whole setup—the hamster cage and the straw and all that kind of fun stuff you put in the bottom. And and we got told we're gonna to go to the pet store and and pick out our our first pet, our our hamster. And my grandmother named it Dude, Dude, Dude <laughs> the hamster. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how that oh, happened. But I want to party with her. His name was Dude. So Jeez. Dude the hamster. It was a, he was a great great creature, great first pet for sure.
1: Uh, what about you, Jess? So, you know, I never did the hamster, guinea pig, any of that kind of stuff. I, my, my dad just wouldn't wouldn't go for it. But I got a cockatiel when I was 11, and that thing wow. lasted for 22 years. His name was General Lee. He had a talent. I don't know if I can say it on the air, but he could he could stand up and hold one of his paws up, and his middle <laughs> finger would stick up on on command. It was pretty cool. It was a great great party trick when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Wow. Um, and in a very difficult part of my life when I was Thirty-three. I came home one day, and he was laying feet up on the bottom of the cage. So I was pretty oh. disappointed about that. We got we got 22 years out of him, so we had a That's whole lot a of fun. That's a long
2: life. Yeah, wow.
1: it really was. And it's amazing how long
0: birds, they, they do have uh, great lifespans, most of them. So they, yeah. they make good long-term pets
1: that junior high high school college well into my career um, he lost wow. a long time wow he was, he was a good You partner. could
0: have done You could have i had no idea i mean that's that's something i never knew about you. yeah, yeah. Wow. member of the family and, and what was the name again general general lee general lee oh he, he was gray had a gray coat <laughs> too funny always fun getting to know the team at skyline wealth strategies a little bit better uh, coming up next more great financial and retirement planning information This is the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland and the great team at Skyline Wealth Strategies. You can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to Skylinewealth.com. We want to spend some time on today's show talking about 401ks. Obviously one of the most popular investment vehicles that are out there. Uh, But your 401k can, it can also not be perfect in many cases. Uh, It can have some weaknesses that you should be aware of. And guys, I think we're going to throw in, you know, 403Bs, TSPs, uh, 457 plans. But if there's a caveat, let us know. First complaint or weakness of a 401k might be administrative costs. Do you see this? Would you agree? absolutely
2: yeah,
1: yeah. um the, the the fees that go along with it you know the, the bigger the pool of employees then you know theoretically the lower the fees go but you're still you're still have an extra layer of fees between that and just a right you know, right a typical so if you're at a
2: fortune 500 company you might be a little better off than a mom-and-pop shop kind of thing right. um but uh, generally you're, you're going to be paying more in administrative fees in a 401k than if you just had a you know traditional IRA somewhere
0: so you're saying the smaller the company then even even at more of a disadvantage you might be here yeah, they've yeah.
1: got. I mean, they've got less weight. It's just like a, a group uh, you know, health insurance policy. Exactly. So if there's a if there are more employees, then the administrator can charge a lower fee percentage and still put a good bit of money in his pocket because there's more people to charge that percentage across.
0: Oh, that makes sense. So that would be why when I worked for a small company back uh, many years ago. And we all were begging for a health insurance plan. They finally got a group plan for the small company, and it was way more expensive than it would have been for us to go <laughs> yes. get our own insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> funny how that works out. It is. It is funny. Okay. So same thing in the 401k realm, same kind of uh, economies of scale in play. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, another common 401k complaint or weakness would be that it's a bunch of mutual funds, but not a whole lot else at your disposal.
2: Yeah, I've seen it range from uh, just uh, a target, you know, target funds, you know, only having it a handful of target funds, and that's it to, uh, you know, a decent selection of maybe 20 or 25 mutual funds. But either way, you're, you're locked into a pretty tight box there. Again, going back to the options you have in a traditional IRA somewhere versus, you know, in your 401k, it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, you really, you're kind of locked into that box and kind of have to hope that the options you have available to you are going to perform well. And if they don't, you don't have really anywhere to go, unfortunately
1: right your reaction timing mean, to me the reaction time on it is a lot is a a, a significant issue for me um yeah. you know if i've got a hmm. if i've got a traditional ira sitting somewhere that i can just reach out and make a change when i see something then happening um i can react in a matter of, of minutes whereas with a 401k typically you have to go through an extra layer you got to go through the administrator before it yep. even gets to the yep. custodian um that may or may not be available it might have to go by email and go through your hr department and yeah you, know, you okay. could see something happening And by the time you react to it, it's already already too late. It
2: really depends on how sophisticated that plan is. So going back to small company versus large, you know, if you're a large company, you may may be able to to, to trade quickly. A
0: small one, a small plan like ours is here, uh,
2: you you may have a little more problems on that point. That's a good
0: good point. Hmm. Interesting. So, again, mutual funds, not a whole lot else at your disposal in those plans. Another weakness of them. Uh, Limited asset classes. I guess this kind of falls in line with that same conversation. Would that be another complaint?
1: Yeah, yeah, I say, yeah, I would say that's that's pretty much part of the same answer. Very there.
2: similar, yeah, but you know, uh, not not very many 401k's are going to let you, you know, go do anything and everything you can do in, a, in an IRA. So, just having the flexibility to really um, sit down and start planning for retirement, you know, it's a great potentially a great accumulation tool. Um, but probably not so great of one as you get close to retirement. You're looking to maybe set up some secure income maybe with some annuities, you're looking to diversify, go into some alternatives, real estate, so on and so forth. You're pretty locked down there
0: there's a a lot of asset classes right i mean was it is it 19 asset classes or something like that
2: exactly so they're they're really like i said lock you into that small box there in your 401k and, and not giving you very many options and like i said some are better than others but generally speaking you're going to be you're going to be locked into to going into those mutual funds right in the
0: market yep I've read that another complaint or uh, you know, concern with 401ks is the fact that if you are looking for conservative investments, that there's kind of a, a, a lacking in terms of their availability inside of 401k plans.
1: Jonathan's been the one to skip all yeah, over the 401k. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll, I'll
0: keep going on my roll here. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you
2: may have access to, to some bond funds. Um, it might give you a little little lower uh, risk for you there. And then you go from there right into just a, a money market sitting in cash, which is you know earning you nothing, which potentially may be better than you get in the market. If you have a down year, you might get lucky on that one. But um, there's really not many options down at the bottom end of that spectrum uh, from a risk standpoint that is uh, available to you in 401 case. Um, it's generally speaking you know, uh, growth-oriented uh, mutual funds or a money market. Um, it's, it can be pretty
1: frustrating, certainly as you're edging closer to retirement, looking to take maybe a little risk off the table. Yeah, and that's what I was going to add to it. I mean, a lot of this is still age-dependent to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, a 25-year-old um, can can take those risks. Um, he's not necessarily looking for something super conservative, but if you're in a, an employee situation where your employer will not allow you to do an in-service withdrawal before you separate, and you're getting on up there in age, and it's time to try to scale back a little bit. I mean, your only choice is either go with what they've got, um, scale back to a money market, or you know, or separate from the company. Yeah, so pretty yep. weird. And that's one. I don't know if it's if it's something
2: that uh, we we've kind of gotten written uh, to us there, Walter, or, or not in terms of people reaching out with with uh, different complaints about 401ks. If that made your list or not, but access is, is something to, to certainly bring up. And just just did it. I mean, uh, as you're getting into re- retirement or thinking about retirement planning you may not be able to reposition that 401k elsewhere if that's with your current employer um, and, and, and that can really be a, a roadblock to setting up a, a retirement plan so it's important to note when you're putting those dollars in those hard-earned dollars and you're you're planning on on setting up a retirement plan and utilizing some of those assets you know can I do an in-service withdrawal to utilize those funds other than a mutual funds you know can I go out and purchase some annuities purchase you know whatever you want to do real estate uh, or, or go out and put a better diversified portfolio together in the market Get outside of those mutual fund options that you're given there in the 401k, so that's another downside too.
0: Now we're covering all these downsides of 401ks. Yeah, we're hitting them hard. Huh? They're they're not the worst thing in the world, right? I mean, they still can be beneficial for people if they're getting matches in their plans. Sure,
2: yeah, the free money, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, so we're not exactly saying you've got to just totally throw your 401k out. Um, you know, out of contention or out of the, the you know, mix of your financial plan. But it, it kind of just causes you to pump the brakes a little bit and think, are there alternative options? Is that kind of what we should do here?
1: To some degree. I mean, for me, it's it's more about so many people, um, it's kind of like getting taxes taken out of your paycheck, right? I mean, everybody's just anesthetized of that. At least yeah. 20 or 25% right. of your paycheck's just gone. You don't even count on yes. that. Um, so, you know, people start contributing to the 401k. It's coming automatically out of their paycheck. They're not counting on that money are uh, not Un- much. unless you pay quarterly taxes, Jess. Then, then <laughs> there you go. You feel it. You feel it then. <laughs> well, yes, and I do. I completely understand that. But you know. but your your typical average um, citizen is not in that in that scenario. It's just a different mindset. There they think, hey, I'm contributing to a 401k. I'm contributing, you know, sometimes the max. I'm getting a match. That's it. That's all I've got to do. Um, so they get comfortable. In that is that that itself being their retirement, and they don't, you know, think it's outside of that box a little bit and say maybe I maybe I ought to do a different. Uh, traditional outside of that and also a Roth and maybe some other ways of, of saving up for it on top of the 401k. And I'll get people that come in here all the time, you know, 55 years old, Two million dollars in their four hundred and one k and thirty thousand dollars in the bank, and they're just they're so proud of themselves. Look, look what I've done. I've accumulated all this in my four hundred and one k, and I said that's that's fantastic. Congratulations! Every penny for the rest of your life is going to be one hundred percent taxable. It's like they right. didn't they didn't diversify outside of that mindset whatsoever because they've been conditioned to, to think that the four hundred and one k is their retirement. Right, right.
2: But to Walter's point, it can be a good accumulation tool. I, I myself use it. If you can get that company match, go for it. Right? Why not get that free money? Um, but certainly, as you're you're thinking about retirement, getting to do some retirement planning, um, it's it's not the best tool to necessarily continue to utilize and it's certainly something you should think about maybe uh, uh, altering as you approach retirement you or adding
1: to, adding to it that was my point that's sure, yeah, your only retirement vehicle at all um, you might want to start looking at a little bit of diversification on top of that. Absolutely.
0: Well, it all comes back to that basic principle, doesn't it? Uh, yes. You've been doing one thing, your your one way for a really long time, but as you get closer to retirement in more ways than one, it's a transition point and it requires us to do things a little bit differently. And this is just another example talking about the 401 case here. It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512 952 That puts you in touch with Jonathan Berklin and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555. Or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. At SkylineWealth.com.
3: Fishing is an art, and any fisherman worth his salt knows the proper tools to land a whopper. You wouldn't take a cane pole to catch a bass, and unless you're just looking for a tranquil day on the boat, you probably wouldn't use shrimp for bait on the lake. The same can be said of your retirement. There are all sorts of financial products out there, and it's important to know which ones are the right fit for you. A random jumble of investments won't do you much good in retirement. Work with an advisor who knows how to fish, who sees the art within. A well-crafted financial plan will go a long way toward making a successful retirement. Make sure you're putting the right tools in your portfolio.
0: In the Austin area, reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512 512-952- 952 5555 or online at skylinewealth.com.
3: Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area,
0: reach out to the Skyline Wealth Strategies team. Call or text 512-952-5555 or online at skylinewealth.com this is the skyline wealth strategies radio show i'm walter storholt joined as always by jess hamill and jonathan berkland and the great team at skyline wealth strategies you can find more information about the team and how we can help you prepare for retirement by going to skylinewealth.com really good topic to talk about next on the show here we're talking about that final decade that last decade of your working life and why it's so important for a retiree or somebody approaching retirement, obviously, to be ready from the planning perspective. I want to talk with you guys today about some of the things that people should be addressing during that final 10-year period of their working life. And I think first thing on the list, certainly, has to be that you've really got to decide what's important to you. And that's a broad question. How does that usually play out in your office when you meet with
1: folks? Well, unfortunately, that that last decade, people we're having to redirect them to even get to that spot. When they come in the door, they're still in the accumulation mode. They're not really thinking about retirement um, from the same way we do, from an income standpoint. So, I don't know that most of them really know what's important. They're just trying to accumulate as much stuff as they can and then figure out how to distribute that into a useful uh, income stream for them in retirement.
2: Yeah, and and I'd say you know we get situations across the board. You know, people retiring you know at fifty people retiring at at 70. um, And, you know, that that means different things in your retirement from a life expectancy standpoint. And, of course, you know, people... Have different uh, things they want to do with their retirement. You know, some people are, are totally fine sitting at home with couch watching TV and and, and doing that. And Other people want to hit the slopes and, and have a great time, you know, skiing or whatever. So um, having in mind what is important to you, what you want to do, what you want it to look like, and when you want it to happen, that's really the, the first component of retirement planning because without that, we don't
0: have a place to, to really start helping you plan. Yeah, if you want to travel across the world, the answer to your retirement plan becomes a lot different and uh, a lot different situation than I just want to sit on the porch and, you know, watch the cars exactly, go by. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and that's
1: one of the first questions we ask when we're sitting down, you know, in our first appointment is, you know, what, what does retirement look like for you? I need to know if I'm planning for, you know, an airplane purchase. Somebody all of a sudden wants to be a pilot. I'm looking at a quarter to a half million dollar expenditure that I've got to work into the budget. Or if they're just wanting to do some vacations and hang out with the grandkids. I mean, it's a pretty wide spectrum what we usually hear around here. I think the thing is just be comfortable with that fact that your retirement doesn't have to look like the person next
0: door's. It can be different, it's your own, but it is going to impact your plan based on your decisions and your choices. So we just kind of need to know that going into it. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Number two on the list of things to check in with in your final working uh, years, that final decade of your working life would be to know your numbers. What do we mean when we talk about knowing our numbers?
1: The cornerstone of any uh, income plan that we put together is always the budget. Um, so people come in and I'll ask them, what do you spend on a regular basis? And, and they never get it right. So I'll ask them to, yeah. to, to shoot off the hip in the appointment, and I'll get anywhere from six to 10000 a month. Um, they forget about property taxes and things that are annual, automobile replacement, you know, things that you don't do on a monthly basis. So I'll take whatever they give me. We'll bump it up a couple thousand, send them home with a budget, and inevitably it will come back anywhere you know, from 20 to 30% more than, than they actually thought going into it. But establishing what your actual lifestyle is going to cost you, And that's not just basic necessity that's vacations hobbies spoiling grandkids medical expenses that are going to increase as you get older all of the things that encapsulate your actual budget we want to account for that now so we can plan on it and inflate it out for the rest of your life yep and and i think another important component is just knowing
2: knowing what you have it's unbelievable the number of people that we talk to that that don't aren't aware of what accounts they have where they're located with what institution how much is in there Um, We spend a lot of of time with our clients just uncovering and turning over those stones and, and finding these almost lost or hidden accounts. Um, you know what are they? How do they work? Those are all questions we get, and we're kind of looking at them like, w- w- what institution is this even with? You know, it, it's sometimes very difficult to even put the puzzle together, even know what we're starting with. So, I would consider uh, taking some time to figure out what do you have, where where is it located, and um, and kind of making a, a checklist or or a, a check sheet of that, and keeping a record of of knowing where where everything is, so that when you do. Go to make a retirement plan. You kind of have a basis for for how you're going to fund that
0: and where it's all located at. So, what do you have? Also, what are you spending? And realize it sounds like uh, Jess. That number is often a little out of whack with
1: reality. It is, and and you (laughs) know the trend that I've noticed lately here is uh, you know I've got more clients that are spending and making uh, more in retirement than they were working. You know, it's amazing to me that you know people, and, and we've got a pretty good clientele. We we, we screen out um, people that aren't a good fit, um, but I've got people that are coming in here that were making one hundred and fifty thousand a year, and now they're they're generating or we're generating for them anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. They're spending all of it in retirement, so they they they've lived conservatively so that they can retire you know in a really fun scenario right. instead of the other way around, which is I, so exciting, so yeah. exciting. It's it's disappointing when I get people that come in here that are spending every penny they've had. They've You know, they've had an exciting life, and now all of a sudden they want to retire at 60, and they're just not going to make it.
0: Mm. Not a situation you want to be in, but uh, it sounds like the other one that you're describing is one of power, certainly, that people are able to discover and find out as they get to retirement. And with proper planning, that certainly happens all the time. We're talking about the final decade of your working life, how important it is to start making the right decisions from a financial planning standpoint during that decade. There's this key buzzword whenever we talk about retirement planning, guys, called income, and we've got to estimate our income streams this seems like something you should really start doing at that 10-year mark and then probably, what, every single year kind of getting estimates on what that income is going to look like in retirement?
2: Yeah, as, as, long,
1: as long as 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 long it is before you retire. There's nothing more disappointing than a 66-year-old walking in saying, I, you know, I retired last year and I think maybe it's time I get a plan together. It amazes me the difference in mindset. We, we think of retirement from an income standpoint, period. I just want to be, kind of replicate having a job. But most people are coming in here with, a, with a, a kitty set to the side that they want to spend down, and they don't know how fast to spend it down. They don't want to run out, but they don't want to leave it sitting on the table. And so they're uncertain about how they're going to spend their retirement money. We want to take that and turn it into actual income streams. And that, that concept of having an income stream in retirement, for whatever reason, just seems foreign to most of the people when they first walk in the door. I think of Social Security and very few people have a pension a couple people have, uh, you know, rental properties coming in here or there, but they don't even really think of that as income. They just throw it into the kitty and then spend the kitty down. Right, right. So the, the, the goal is
2: to, to turn those income streams and that kitty into one, one large income stream that's, that's keeping up with inflation for, for lifetime income. Um, and that's, that's certainly easier said than done, but it's a lot easier uh, to do when you know what those income streams are. Social Security, if you have a pension, existing annuities, uh, rental income. It's great to have in mind and keep tally, kind of like Walter said, on annual basis of, of where you sit and project out where, when you're going to retire, if you're going to take Social Security late early, that sort of thing, and just have in mind, you know, how much money am I going to have that sort of mailbox money coming in the door? And then from that that foundation or that base, you can really build upon that to produce the income uh, in retirement that you're looking to have. And that's certainly something we do on a daily basis here.
1: But I would say aside from not counting on income streams, the, the number one mistake I see people make is not accounting for inflation. Yes, I had a client yeah. that came in the other day said, you know, I've got the small pension between both our social securities and the pension and the rental income we've got, we're fine. And like, yeah, you're in your mid to late 50s. You know, what are you going to do in 20 years? We started inflating it out. And their budget all of a sudden got almost double by the time they get older. Exactly. And they, they were just shocked when they looked at it.
2: Right, exactly. I had a conversation with my my grandparents over the weekend about inflation and what things cost when they were my age, that sort of thing. And it's it's amazing, you know, um, you know, another forty years from now, we're going to be buying loaves of bread with hundred dollar bills. So um, you got to
0: you got to have that in mind, you know. My nickname is the Milkman. and uh, yeah, I feel the pinch every time I go buy a new gallon of milk. I can't imagine right. <laughs> what my budget's going to look like for milk in a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be uh, going to be unfortunate. If inflation in general is a big concern, I imagine since it's kind of the uh, the ugly sister of inflation would just be healthcare itself. And trying to get a handle on that in the final 10 years of your working life would be another important thing to add to our list.
1: There's a separation here that we like to identify um, from actual healthcare versus long-term care, because they're two very different animals. But even just healthcare, the older we get, we're going to start having more health problems, more visits to the doctor. It's getting more expensive. Fortunately, as we plan these income plans out, we make them very fluid, so we can change them as time goes on. But what we typically see over and over again is is that as, as you get older and you start needing more medical attention and spend more medical care you're spending less on skiing the black slopes and doing all the fun stuff too. So we don't want to just throw it out there as a rule of thumb. But overall, what we have noticed, those things typically even out. And as long as we got a contingency plan in the back for it, we're doing pretty good before you enter into the long-term care phase.
0: If somebody wants to, to call or text, we talk about calling or texting if people have questions all the time. If they do that, can you tell us a bit about the process or, or what happens from there? What can they expect?
1: So, you know, if any of this resonates with you, if you're kind of freaking out on, on what's going on, the world's on fire, the stock market's crashing, everybody's losing their jobs, just you know, just calm down, first of all. What I really want is to talk to you. We have historically done in-office appointments. Right now, obviously, we're going uh, the virtual route, so we can talk to you on the phone. We can do video conferencing. And by the way, I know we're on the radio, so this is reaching a larger audience. We're a a local wealth management company here, but if we're going to talk to somebody on the phone or on the internet, you know, guys, if if you can hear us on the radio, we can talk to you through the virtual means. So just give us a call. Call the office and schedule a time to talk to me. The worst thing that can happen is you spend 30 minutes to find out that maybe we're not a good fit, but my clients are not freaking out right now. They're insulated from the market downturn as it relates to their income, and that's really what it's all about. We're here to generate income. If your market-based portfolio is down, I can't change that right now, but what I can do is show you how to reposition, reallocate, and shift your investment mindset to one that is more um, geared towards true retirement and generating income in retirement. So just give us a call. Give us a call, and we'll set up a time to talk and go from there.
0: It's very easy to get in touch, of course. Just call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512 952 Five 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 five. That puts you in touch with Jonathan Birkeland and Jess Hamill and the team at Skyline Wealth Strategies, and it allows you to set up a time for that 30-minute call or video conference so you can meet remotely with the team and get your financial plan in place. Call or text 512-952-5555. That's 512-952-5555 or get in touch via the website at skylinewealth.com. That's skylinewealth.com. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Skyline Wealth Strategies Radio Show. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers, not those of Skyline Wealth Strategies or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is, for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Skyline Wealth Strategies, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk and total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Skyline Wealth Strategies. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated in maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication,
3: and/or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Skyline Wealth Strategies.